It was crazy. So this guy, he walks up to the table. He looks down at the sunglasses, looks one way. He looks another. He looks down again, and then he just takes them. He picks them up. He puts them on, and then he looks again, and then he walks away. Hello, I'm Zachary. Hi, this is Alia, and, and we, we are, are probably, probably not, not legit. legit. So yeah, I'm still reporting from Urumqi. The second one that we're doing like online. Yeah, a, uh, that's a remote, right. A remote podcast. <laughs> that's the advantage of doing podcasts, though, because it doesn't require an office location. As long as you have the internet and the equipment, it's possible to raid your show. Yeah, that's true. So how's everything going there? Physically, I think maybe you can hear. I have a little cold. It's weird because till yesterday I was fine, but when it's, it was like nighttime, I started to sneeze a lot, and then I started to have running nose, and I realized, oh, I have a cold. I couldn't fall asleep because I couldn't really breathe properly. Today I woke up early and I watched Eileen Gu's last competition. What is it called? Half pipe. Is it called half pipe, or you just yeah, made it up? Like a, no, no, I didn't. I didn't just make it up. No, imagine you know, like a pipe is a fully round circle. So the half pipe is just the U shape. Like if you take a like a pipe literally and cut it in half, you have a half of a pipe is the U. So they call it half pipe. Good. Thank you for um, educating me <laughs> with the name. She did two perfect jumps. She got ninety five. The highest score of all and ranked number one. Ah, that's great. I read the news that she won, but I didn't see it. Okay, so yesterday when they were competing for the rights to play in the final, she got the highest score among all the contestants. So she is supposed to be the last one to jump each round. Oh, okay. When everybody else finished their third jump, people already knew she's gonna win because she's got. The highest score of all, and when it's her time to do the third jump, she didn't do anything difficult, and she got thirty for her, her third jump. <laughs> but it didn't matter because she already got ninety-five, the highest score. Yeah, that sounds really cool. She's already really popular here. Um, so Zachary, uh, you told me that you are moving to a new apartment. Can you tell us about your journey moving out from the old one to the new new one? Yeah, well, I mean, the building I'm living in at the school now is going to be torn down. The school is ha arranged for everyone to live in this. It's like a hotel, basically. So when prospective students and parents visit the school, they can stay in this in this hotel. Yesterday in the afternoon, I had packed up my things in boxes. Basically, just cleaning people and maintenance staff were helping to move everyone's belongings. They came and they just packed up everything and they put it on the back of like a sandwicher, you know, like one of those little um like carts, basically. Three wheeled carts. Yeah, like a three-wheeled cart, electric motorized three-wheeled cart. They put all my stuff in the back of it. They actually carried it up to my room. I don't have just one room, but two rooms. 
they gave everyone in the in the hotel two rooms because the rooms are kind of small and a lot of people they have a lot of things the school basically said okay we'll give you two rooms and one room you can leave for your storage and leave your stuff in and the other room you can live in it i had put all the things in one room and then i'm like thinking hmm which room do i want to live in <laughs> And then I checked uh, the compass and then I ended up choosing the room that faces kind of east so I can get the morning light because I would rather have the morning light. But I had already moved my things in the room that faces west. So I moved, I started moving things into the room that, that faces east. And then I also decided to, because the room has two beds, I took apart one bed and moved it into the other room so I would have more space. Because they're, they are just single beds and it's kind of narrow, but it's enough for me. Just basically moving things from one place to another. And now one room has three beds in it and a bunch of empty boxes. It's actually not bad. I'm pretty satisfied with it, except there's no there's no kitchen and it's, it's so hot in there. I had my window open all night. When I was moving in, the rooms are across from each other. I opened up the window in each room and the doors to try to create a draft of air blowing between the two rooms. I think it worked, it, it wasn't too bad. But the room is, it's situated, and today we went to the old building to take a look around. Someone was gonna go there and I claimed a bicycle that someone had left, like a busted up old bicycle that I wanna just fix up. Cause it's like a 10, 15 minute walk from the building to the school. So now I can, I can bike instead of walking. And I was eating the food that they provided not in the canteen, but food in the hotel. I figured I could deal with it for a couple of days and then go back to my regular diet, back to my salads I was doing before. Because it's okay, but it's so oily and just... Anyway, it's, um, it's not bad. I survived. <laughs> but the room is okay. Yeah, so that was basically just the event of the moving. But it was kind of fun because everyone was moving together. It was like a big thing that everyone was doing. All the teachers were involved and, and then everyone's like, oh, you know, where are you living and how's the room and how's it going? So it was kind of an interesting experience being involved in something that like everyone's doing this thing and we're all doing the same thing. I spoke to some people that I hadn't really spoken to before. And the people living on my floor seem nice. Uh, some people that I already know as well. The last couple days were just doing the daily routines at the school, getting things ready and then packing up things. And then yesterday afternoon was just moving and organizing the room. So you basically stole a bicycle? <laughs> no, I didn't steal a bicycle. So what we did was basically we were supposed to have a team building at around 10 in the morning and no one knew anything they hadn't sent any messages we were everyone was asking what's going on with the team building where's the team building everyone was saying we don't know we don't know anything and then they sent a message in the wechat group the team building is indefinitely canceled <laughs> and oh yeah there were a bunch of us hanging out in the grade four office one of the people just said i'm gonna go back to the old building and and check on you know those bikes and i was like huh what are you doing they're like, yeah, I was thinking of just seeing if there's any bikes that people had left and uh, maybe just taking one. And then also walking around and seeing if anyone left anything in the rooms. And I was like, oh, that sounds like a good idea, actually. Well, I'll come with you. And then because what happened was a lot of people, you know, they went, 
back to home during COVID or they went traveling during COVID and then they, they never came back to China. For all of their belongings, I think the school arranged to ship belongings or people helped them organize certain belongings to like ship back. But the bicycles are still there. So we found about eight bicycles and I, I sent a picture, a couple pictures of all the bicycles in the group. Basically, I said, we found these bicycles. We're going to claim this one and this one. If they belong to anyone, let us know. It's funny because the one that I wanted originally, someone else immediately claimed it. I sent the picture and then I was typing my message to say, I'm going to take this one. And within those 10 seconds, someone else said, I claim that one. I said to that person, it's like a friend of mine. And I said, uh, I was going to claim that bicycle. <laughs> but then I found, a, I found a different one that I decided to claim for myself. Basically, we didn't steal it. I mean, if it belongs to anyone who's still at the school or still in China or still in that WeChat group, they're welcome to have it. But chances are they're no longer in China. The bike had obviously not been used in a very, very, very long time. Same as the other bike, which has not been used for a very long time that cost it a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, I could take that bike to the Chongping. I don't know. I guess I was worried about taking that bike on a trip in the fall, in the summer, because of the virus. And then it was too cold to take it on a trip in this last holiday. Now you own three bikes. Three? Oh, I forgot about the other one. <laughs> You left it in snow somewhere else, somewhere strange. Honey, that bike is that bike is long gone. It's been sitting it's been sitting outside that apartment now for three years. Maybe it's still there. It was there. When, Last time when we checked, it was still there. It was still there. That was maybe what a year ago, a year and a half ago. Something like that. Which yeah. was quite amazing, right? I was I was shocked. Because at that point, it had been like a, a year sitting there for a year and it was still there. So maybe a year and a half later. But it, it's it's not uncommon to see bikes just sitting, really old bikes sitting here. That would never happen in another place. That would never happen in Toronto, I feel. In Toronto, you sometimes see bikes like this, but they would have to be so bad, you can't do anything with it. Otherwise, someone's going to steal it, especially if it's not locked to anything like that bike is not locked to anything. It's just locked to itself. And the bike that I just claimed is it's not locked right now. I just left it sitting outside the building. So we'll see if it's still there. It'll be a test to the honesty of the, the, the school community if no one steals it. And okay. I said to my friend, he said, man, it's China. No one's going to steal it. And I'm like, well, I guess we'll find out. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. I think no one's going to touch it. If they wanted to, then they could have done it a long time ago <laughs> before you even found the bike. It'll probably still be there yeah. because there's cameras everywhere. Yeah, if someone takes it, it'll end up on a camera. Speaking of camera, do you remember the, eye, the glasses that you lost that I bought you Yeah. a while ago? So sad. Yeah, can you tell our listeners that story? I don't remember the story. When you are working for a VIP kid. Oh, when someone stole. When someone German. stole. Oh, right. Okay. I had a meeting at. It wasn't my office. It was the same company, but a branch. A branch of the same company, but in a different building. Uh, had a meeting there on one 
maybe it was a Friday. I don't remember what day of the week exactly, but I had left my things on this table. So there was a couch and a table, and then those things were kind of facing, they were, the back of the couch was to the wall, and the wall was, sorry, the, the couch was facing a door. And the door was basically, you needed a key card to get in through that door, and anyone could get into the stairwell, but to get inside where the couch is, you would need a key card. Uh, but sometimes, you know, people open the door with the key card and the other people can easily like follow someone else in. I left my things there because we were early and then I grabbed my things, but I had left my sunglasses. I'm like, oh, they'll be fine there. I'll just come back after the meeting. And then I had a meeting and then came back and the sunglasses were gone. I was like, what? What happened to my sunglasses? And then I ended up talking to some people. It took a long time, but then I ended up communicating with, a, with one of the security guards and the security let me watch the footage. I had a general idea of the time I was gone. I watched the playback really fast. And I saw in the video, it was crazy. So this guy, he walks up to the table. He looks down at the sunglasses. He kind of does one of these things where he like looks one way, he looks another, he looks down again, and then he just takes them, he picks them up, he puts them on, and then he looks again, and then he walks away. I was thinking, I was like, do we know who this person is? <laughs> like, who is this guy? You know, they found out who it was, but then they were like, oh, this is someone who was in the curriculum department, but he was fired before. So he used to work for VIP Kid, and then he was fired. And maybe he somehow had nothing to do and thought he could just come back at 8.30 in the morning and take some revenge by stealing someone else's sunglasses. I don't know. It was really annoying. Yeah, I was upset about that. But I was curious, since he was a previous employee, why didn't you call him? Because the company probably has had his contact. I don't know if... I think someone I was with like tried contacting and then there was no, like, they couldn't get through or something. I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened after that. Yeah, because I feel like that was uh, one of the first gifts I, uh, I gifted you, right? Yeah. I picked it out somewhere and I was like, oh, this really suits you. And I remember you, you looked kind of cool with that sunglasses, right? Yeah. So but now I know the reason why it was stolen, mainly because of you. Because you're like, ah, oh, it's going to be there. Yeah, because this no is China. People I'm don't just going to come things. back and get it. Which means it was not very important in your heart. <laughs> Zachary is now grabbing his face and doing like the washing face motion, which means he's frustrated or shy or um, somehow embarrassed. Usually use these gestures to show he's um, inside, like in their mood. That's good. Um, thank you for sharing that story. One is having an old bike that hasn't been touched for years and then a pair of glasses that's been stolen within 10 minutes. <laughs> this is China. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's okay. going to happen. And then interestingly, we were going to talk about losing weight, but then we were babbling about other things for ages. And I had a perfect timing to jump in to ask losing weight-related questions, but then I missed that window. So I'm going to do this instead of like smooth transition, we're going to have a hard transition. All right. The other day, Zachary called me and Zachary was expressing that he wanted to continue exercising, 
because he got some achievements when it comes to losing weight. So he wanted to continue his healthy diet, you know, like salads and stuff, cooking by himself. But since Zachary told us he had moved into a new apartment where there isn't a kitchen, it would be impossible for him to cook there, I guess. So I suggested, why can't you find something healthy from the school canteen or cafeteria? And this is what Zachary said. They don't have healthy food. And everything is very oily. And I couldn't believe it. I feel like, is that even possible? Because I feel like they should they provide food for the kids too, right? The food for the kids is for the kids. The teachers don't eat the kids' food. Yeah. So the mystery behind how Zachary is living in China but refused to dine in school cafeteria is for health reasons. So that's when, oh, oh my God, that's kind of smooth, right? That's kind of smooth. Because I'm going to talk about losing weight. <laughs> Um, so the reason why Zachary lived in China but refused to go to cafeteria is to maintain a healthy diet. This is when I wanted to introduce Zach, my fiancé, who had struggled with <laughs> his weight. <laughs> uh, he actually didn't. He was always pretty chill about his weight. Uh, I am kind of the person who was reminding him. At one point, he got really big belly. Would you like to elaborate on this topic? Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like it, ha- it didn't... It's not one of those things that just happened overnight. It was a steady progression, I would say. Quite steady. Well, when I first arrived in China, you know, I think I was around like 62, six, like 62 kg. And then, so would you like to uh, convert it to pounds or stones if you know, so other people can know how much you weigh? I think it was around 142, roughly 140, 142 pounds. I mean, when I first came, I was really busy with work. I was just eating. I wasn't really cooking in the first year. Well, the kitchen wasn't very hygienic and I was being really lazy and not very thoughtful. And it was just so easy, you know, ordering food every day. I think I would have two beers and then (laughs) things just kind of like continued in that way for a while. There was a time when I had been here for maybe two and a half years three years when I'm like, okay, this is getting a little bit out of hand. I was up to like around 75 kg. So what is that? That's like one, that's like 168. Yeah, I basically, I had gained maybe like 30 pounds, I think. It was over the course of a couple years though. I didn't really see much difference. But then when I finally left my job, I decided that I want to change my diet, you know, and I made the intention that when I when I start at the school, when I start teaching there, I'm going to eat like differently. I'm not going to eat the same way I was eating before. Um, and I thought maybe I didn't know what kind of food the school had, but in the I had like a month time off before I started working at the school. And in that time, I ran almost every day for a short time, not a lot. And I was eating a lot of salads. I thought, oh, maybe the school has a salad bar. Maybe the school has healthy options. We'll see. But I got into this habit of just eating good food. I really liked it. I was feeling good about it. And then when I got to the school, they didn't have healthy options. They had the Kung Pao chicken and rice, just white rice. And I was like, and that's so why I ate, I ate in the, the canteen there like one day or two days. And then that was it. I, I basically had continued with the diet I had before, eating just eating salads. 
basically for lunch and dinner every day. And breakfast was oatmeal. Since I've been at the school, that's been my, my eating habit. And running or swimming, some kind of exercise twice a week. My main goal is to be consistent. I'm not trying to, to go crazy. It's always like, oh, you have to exercise this much or you have to do this or you have to do that. My main goal is to see what is feasible for me and what is like, what is what can I maintain? I wanted to be consistent is what it is. At least with, with the food, it was actually really easy for me to, to do that. Just because I like eating salads and I liked having the simple breakfast. And then I didn't, it just became, it became my habit. And then I guess in the past year, in the past year then, I guess I've lost like those, almost those 30 pounds that I had gained over the previous like few years just by this simple diet. And I've even noticed that I, I feel that I eat less than I used to. I don't eat until I'm full anymore. Even, even, may, okay, on the weekend, <laughs> on the weekend is like the time when I relax and I don't really think about it too much. I stray from my normal diet on the weekend because I want to be able to eat something just tasty. <laughs> but during the week, it's very like rigid and strict. But it's weird because it's not like I'm, I don't feel like I'm forcing myself. I feel like it's simple. I enjoy what I'm eating. So when I, yeah, when I found out like the new living situation wasn't going to have a kitchen, I was a bit, it was kind of like a bummer. Almost every problem has a solution. So my simple solution is I can make food here on the weekend and I'll take it back with me. Or I can go back, I can also go back to my salad, my salad meal routine, which I changed when it started getting cold. I stopped eating the salads. I don't know why. I just felt like it's getting cold. I should eat more like hearty food. So I, I started eating more like a stews in the, in the fall. And I've been eating like those stews since maybe November. Just like potatoes with tomato and chickpeas, some black rice, tomato, onion, pepper, uh, with like three different kinds of beans. And... But now I feel that I can start going back to the, the salad, which is easy, chopping up vegetables. I'll cook some rice here on the weekend and then have my avocado tuna fish, mix it in. And then I'm set and I have my, my meals. Yeah, because the food that I had there for the last couple of days, I mean, it's tasty, but it's just, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like eating it. You know, it's just, I just feel like I'm giving my, my body, just filling it with something. That's what it feels like to me. It's not like giving my body what it wants. It's just filling my body with something. So I'm, I'm going to go back to my, my old routine. Although apparently they're going to have a new menu next week. Appar and apparently they are going to have some kind of a salad. So I'll see what salad they have. All right, thank you for listening. Um, that's um, Zachary's experience of gaining weight and losing weight and how he did that. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, that will be all for today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about what's happening in our lives recently. 
If you're interested, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. And follow us on Instagram, probably not legit podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye.